it was an insanely uh, geriatrically cool jujitsu crazy evening in MMA, proving fighting way easier from outside the cage, which means it's time for some verbal tap. And this is a quick, just a quick kumbaya moment. For those of you tuning in, I get surgery frequently, but just got it this last Thursday. Did yeah, never again. I've already decided. You just spoiled the fact that you lived. I'm alive. I am alive. I made it. And but hold on, Raph. The last thing I did before I went and got surgery, it's like eleven. We had to be there at twelve thirty. It was like, uh, can't drink coffee, can't smoke weed. There's basically zero reason to be alive at that exact. Can't eat food. So it's just my. It's like, what do I do with my time? They. We're going to wheel me in. And before that, I was like, no, I'm going to post this podcast with effing Gary Tonin. I was like, wait, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should can this one in case Raph needs an in memoriam. I, you do not. I am here. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing? Alive also. Yes, thank you. Again, spoiler. Um, Kev, we're living in the world of spoilers, and everybody here has probably already seen The Infinity Wars. Colby Covington certainly has. Yup. And Colby, uh, you know, ruining it for all the nerds. And it's just terrible. It's mean. So I'm saying, Kev, you can't just say, hey, welcome to the podcast, without being like, spoiler, I live. Spoiler alert, meniscus repair surgery did not result in a fatality. Whew. And it's an old person injury anyway, so it's one of those things that, uh, you know, anything could happen, as Bill Clinton would say. It's not true. That's not a direct quote. Raph, there's been a lot since I was under anesthesia. Got sick coming out. That was actually the worst part. They they rescinded some of the meniscus, by the way, not a repair. Just want to be clear. uh, To get medical for a second. And, you know, I'm always trying to crack jokes, but tell me... I, I still I kept up with my procedure of I'm curious on the crowdsource of this one. So leave five stars reviews. Let us know what you would do with your surgeon. I I still was like, hey, how you feeling? Alert? Prepared? And gave him um, a little lean in. And I got some chuckles. I also got like a I feel very good. Yeah, I, I reviewed you last. Like I got a even like mild indignance. And I was like, perfect. Because for you to prove your indignance, I live with minimal problems. So this is win-win. I mean, Kev, one thing that you show in this podcast, episode after episode, is a true resolve, one might say. Like, your ability to come back and host this show in the exact same manner that you were before. You know, no time off, Kev. You were just as sharp in the room as you were just as sharp when you were editing, and you're back. <laughs> Woo! Back. Not to jujitsu, just to be clear. That's well, that's dangerous. a different spoiler. A different Jesus spoiler. Christ, Kevin. A fucking, just a little bit of a, a quick, hey guys, I know, it's been a while. And here's the beautiful part. When Kevin goes away, I'm left to field all of the questions. <laughs> as if You know, getting two episodes in one week isn't enough for you guys. I get, you know, America's little Spider-Man 
America's jiu-jitsu's little sweetheart, Keith Kikorian, being like, hey, um, uh, where's your guys' next episode? It's like, Keith, I told you, we gave you two episodes. Oh, I know. That's right. He cannot give a fuck. Keith's like, fuck Kevin's knee. He needs to get out here. I'm young. I'm flexible. Right. And I don't have to worry about these things. I think they figure that if they, you get the surgery and they can just wheel you back to a microphone, that that's just going to make great radio. And I can't say they're wrong. Fucking steps in my be. house, though. There was a whole wheeling discussion Raph and I had where it was like, no, I cannot crutch up the steps by Sunday. <laughs> we talked it out. We did. We, we were very good at planning it and trying to figure out, like, hey, let's take a week off. And here's the good news, Kev. Nothing too significant blew up or we didn't have another Conor McGregor situation no, where it's just me on the sidelines fielding questions and saying, just wait for the next episode whenever Kevin comes back. I mean, whenever that is, we don't really know. You mean but, uh, Rafael Lovato Jr. didn't go crazy on the, on the bus? On Friday, that would have been noteworthy. Just as no. a, a massive heads up, people would have been like, "What? What happened?" Like that—that that would be a funny fake news moment. Damn it! 100%. That's why we need. That's why we need like a jujitsu onion. We're supposed to be that. We don't do yeah, the fake news I'm, thing though. I'm, that's too much work. Listen, yeah, we no. don't even have. You know what it is? You can't do a fake news article version of jujitsu. If there is no real article version of it, that's that's the point. You've done. Re- you've actually hold on, because now I'm like having a Nate Diaz video flashback where it's like, shit, we did do that, and we immediately almost got in trouble for that exact well, reason. If there's it's been not a long a real five years, guys. Yeah, Especially when people <laughs> don't know. Like I love when people spread good ideas, and you guys are filled with them. You occasionally share them with me. It is wonderful. But every once in a while, though, you get somebody who calls you and they say, hey, Ref, I'm going to start a new podcast. And you go, why? I do this bit at least once every six months because it happens. People all think that they're interesting and they can have podcasts. And, yeah, I get it. Kevin and I have a podcast, so you feel that you can do it too. You can. Anybody can turn on a microphone. Most people can turn on a microphone and quasi-edit a show. Some of them sound like they're being recorded in a shower, and I get that. It sucks. We've had our moments. First. I mean, we, we, not we've come it, a long right? way to Yeah. We know. We know. Even on some of these episodes when Kevin and I go, ooh, ooh that sound. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, sound like Rodney not- Dangerfield. <laughs> hey, uh, ooh, what's with the sound? Huh. But I do, I do get a lot of people saying, like, I want to start a podcast. And I go, have you thought about who you're going to ask to do the podcast with? And they'll say stuff like, yeah, of course. I've definitely thought about it. And I'm like, it's a long-term relationship. So really make a good choice. They're like, But you like Kevin. And I was like, do I? That much? I mean, <laughs> like we, it's a ping pong table, you know? It is. A, but uh, here is the good news. No, that didn't happen. Lovato didn't go down. No, Lovato threw nothing. And hold on. I want to talk about Bellator 198 a lot because I was flipping between that and the NBA playoffs. 
Because I can only handle so much hype for fighters over 40. That's that's a rule. You were okay. No, no. Time out. Now no. I'm calling for the ball back. Yeah. I'm going to LeBron my way through this, Kevin. Awesome. I want you to understand two things. Hmm. One, yes, Connor esque things didn't happen, but the point I was making was John Salter went out and that blew. So as oh. we were circling back yeah. to Bellator. There was a moment earlier in that week where I said, see, that's the MMA god saying, you can't have nice things. No, you're right. I did forget this has a massive, kind of a shitty asterisk next to it in terms of not a shitty asterisk because getting to watch Lovato fights is getting to watch Lovato fight. But Seltzer had a jujitsu nerdiness factor. Everybody was like, ooh, well, that's not someone that sucks at jujitsu. Well, here's the other thing. Bellator is not known for always having the best events. So this Bellator was actually really good. We got a lot of jiu-jitsu finishes, did we not? We we did, actually. No, I I thought, like, in terms of... You and I, I would say, though, uni, over the last few events have been, like, as long as they stay in their lane of not trying to do a lot of pay-per-view stuff for fighters we saw 10 years ago on the UFC. As sure. long as they stay in their lane... These are exciting fights, and they actually have accidentally stumbled into some badass fighters. Well, let's review. Lovato, I mean, number one right now, probably. Number two. Lovato's a great catch right now. But what I want to bring up to people, which they don't know, they don't see the behind the scenes avenue of this podcast. But Kevin did the really good thing of reminding me because it was a Saturday. I was a little more leisurely on this day. My puppy was on top of me, just playing, and then I was just like, oh, this is a good day. And Kevin goes, uh, hey, uh, Dylan up next. And I go, oh, fuck, I knew there was something I was doing. <laughs> I was letting myself enjoy my free time more than I should. I literally lied down for no more than 20 minutes and thought, oh, there's no fights. I don't need to worry about anything. Ah, fuck, you're right, Kevin. So I tune it in, and what a lot of you guys don't know here on the West Coast is that we don't have the live prelims. However, you can sign in and uh, watch it if you have cable. Now, Kevin, you are on the central – not the central, the mountain time zone, right? Mountain standard time. Okay. Do you have to sign in to a special thing to see all of this? No. Bellator? No. So when you put this on your cable, yeah. it just automatically comes up. It went to Paramount Channel, and mm-hmm. there was Bellator. Now, I should mention for the audience, I have some pretty spruced up cable situations. Of course you do. And I get that, Kevin. But me, anytime you want to watch Bellator, there's usually not a way to watch it live, at least on your television. So on your cable box, you can't. Have it talk to your TV and then it go live. So instead, you have to go through your cable provider's internet, check on the website sort of thing. And then you have the option to click on a button, which then says live feed. I will admit this all to you right now. My wife put this under her name on our cable bill. So trying to remember her password that she goes, I don't know what it is. Is a game that I do not enjoy playing because 
I sit there and they go, yeah, it's free and you can watch it right now on the live feed, on the East Coast feed, if you just remember your credentials and your login. I go, fuck. (laughs) So I did some sleuthing and I got in right after the Dylan Dennis fight, which you don't really expect to hear these words uh, uttered a bunch, but I guess it makes sense. Dylan Dennis won via nasty toehold. It was violent. Uh, so are we skipping to UFC <laughs> UFC's bitter nemesis creeping yes. up the alley, gone in 60 seconds style, like when the chopper's mm-hmm. chasing him towards Bellator 198 over... Well, we're going to talk about Cage Fighting Extreme. Yes. It's Cage Fighting Extreme, Cage Extreme. Well, fighting. it's California Extreme Fighting. But I'll, California I'll Extreme that. Fighting. I, it's such a cool title, but it always has... I, I struggle with the Snake Plissken series, too, Escape from one of those cities. Look, this fight's jam-packed, but you and I tune in for what was a toehold that appears to have injured his opponent. His opponent... Yes. Who was like, I know why I'm here. I'm nobody's stepping stone. And it's like, damn it. <laughs> I wish I wish those uh, tough talks had had a scotch more. But, okay, did you see the fight, though? Yes. Nearly knocks. Gives Dennis. So you and I accused Gary on this very podcast. And it feels apropos to mention such as Dylan Dennis won't shut the F up about how he's the most talented prospect. So let's make a comparison. I'm going to do this Colin Coward style, herd style and just be angry about it. No, sure. but Dennis has been like, I'm a huge draw. This is me. This is everything. This is a massive moment where I honestly thought he was about to get beat up. Like I, I thought he was about to get knocked out when he made that transition to mm-hmm. switch to no, let's uh, actually maybe try a little bit of something called jujitsu. Where we accused Gary, we were like, if Gary, if you got hit, what was the plan? It was like, I don't know. Well, we got to see it with Dylan. Dylan went full, nearly got knocked out, I thought. So yeah. he kind of ran into that one. What did you think seeing it? Did you think it was a little bit of a, oh, fuck, I better end this? Yeah, it definitely seemed a little bit of, oh, fuck, fighting's hard. Okay, never mind. Toehold. Fuck that. Nope. Because uh, I think if you're really looking at all this, guys. A lot of footlocks are hard to do in MMA, but there's a reason why you don't see a ton of toeholds finishing fights. So I don't know that I was surprised, but I didn't expect it. Um, Would you also say it was like a toehold heel hook kind of like the way he was moving the foot was very much like where you would kind of move a heel hook to? Yeah, well, that's the the end game killer, if Which, you would. That's like I don't awesome, want to play this right. anymore. That was awesome. I, nope. I would rather not play <laughs> MMA anymore. Please don't hit me in the face. I'll bend your leg this way. And okay, fight's done. Good. Yeah, he tapped. I mean, quick. But I will say that. Okay, now that I've settled the beef, awesome, awesome toehold, ref. I mean, yeah, it's great. With the gloves, I haven't seen anyone sort of put it on like that you've also probably never tried to do a toehold wearing gloves so it's kind of nope. you don't know until you get there kev <laughs> that's true but i guess i was saying i know it through not seeing it was my evidence sure like you don't see it a ton people able to get the leverage on, and now also 
I don't know what his jujitsu. I don't know what the guy he's fighting's jujitsu was like. I, it didn't seem very prowessed. You know, everybody. It's a learning phase. We're seeing a lot of our friends and Dylan uh, make their way into this world. Here's where it gets interesting <laughs> for Dylan. So Dylan says two things. First was going into the fight saying uh, he's a co-owner of it, which is what one headline uh, ran with. And I think I actually posted on whoever put this one up, and I just said, "Are we just are we just airing pretend headlines now? Is that where we're at? Has nothing to do with anything anybody is saying anymore. Just put up what you feel." God, uh, we just talked about this. <laughs> It'll really get yeah. you into trouble. So fuck that noise. Whatever. Okay. Even if he does believe it, which he might, um, but he was just like, "Yeah, yeah." So there's a lot of memes that are rightfully giving uh, Dylan shit. Uh, it's super impressive. I don't know that given his uh, inclination to talk shit, I am any more or less interested to see his next fight. Are you? Yeah. Especially oh, okay. if Bellator is like, Gary, <laughs> we're ready. Let's do this. And let me tell you this, because uh, I believe it was as good or as shocked as it gets that put up a, a status that said uh, Tonin versus Dennis uh, in an MMA fight. Can I make the point of no? I mean, I've seen Gary beat Dylan fairly decisively. It doesn't seem that ex- exciting. And let these two guys go off and do their MMA career. And, like, branch out. This is why fans aren't matchmakers. Because when fans start to get a little bit more on the matchmaker side, they go, who are the two grapplers I know? I know. Those guys. And it's like, where are the rest of the grapplers? Well, one of them canceled the other one out. So it's really just the one guy now that we're helping. Well, honestly, I don't think Dennis is even remotely near, like, a Lovato style at this point. Like, where's Lovato? I guess, okay, any more to say because it sounds like I'm pro him fighting someone next and you're like, fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm less interested. Well, here's the interesting that tidbit that goes rocked. along with that, though. It that did. That toehold rocked. I, it I, did. Like, and it I want to hate on it so much. I want to hate on him. He bailed Conor McGregor out. I don't even know why. It's like so fucking stupid. Do you not have, did you not have a credit card on you when you went in, Connor? Like, can you not fucking... Aff- never, goddamn. Never mind. You don't have a bailout guy? It's it's Dylan Dennis? I guess maybe he had a card. That's the part we don't know. So maybe I'm I'll let you guys know this right now. I consider Kevin to be a, a very good friend of mine. If you hear that I go to jail and Kevin is the one bailing me out, I really want you to understand something. Kevin is high on my list of people who are my, my I consider my good friends. I don't know that he's my first call to bail me out. I might know a few other people. I, and we're all close with our training partners, but he has I, I a would wife. like to say this though. Here's the reason why. Yeah. Like I'm going to call Kevin over Kelly first. Uh, and second of all, the, th- the reason why it's so funny is that's my clue to you guys that I'm clearly fucking with you all. And it was a big PR stunt. Because you'd go... And Kevin's oh, here to would... cash in on a few reporter questions and say, he's not ready. <laughs> I like the idea, too, that the minute uh, they like have us walk out together, 
And it's just like, Raph, Kevin, do you have any words to say about Raph's arrest? I'm not speaking to the public right now. And frankly, I'm insulted that you would even come up to me and my podcast co-host, Kevin Phillips of Verbal Tap Podcast, and insinuate any differently. Five-star review. And then I'll come in leather-clad, pushing people and be like, listen to the podcast. Let's go. He's out of here. <laughs> Wait, is that Kevin? So let's get out. No, no, further, no further comments. Why does Kevin think he's Elvis? Hold on, is he, this is, is very he like strange. He's, this is the like Nick Cage not. phase of Kevin's career. You can see. <laughs> you know, they'd be like, we're definitely going to tune in. So hats off to you guys on this PR stunt. It was worth it. Uh, this card is a good indicator that Bellator at least has an eye on the future. There's okay. there's my unbelievable segue. A professionalism found rarely in my work, but maybe the opioids knock something loose. Yeah. That leads us to talking about what was the reason we tuned in. I mean, when I, I honestly found out Fedor was fighting way after I knew about this <laughs> card and what was happening on it. I had, I'm sure maybe I had read it at some point, but I was like, oh, the Lovato card. Perfect. 198. Right. Got it. Check mark. I see he's weighing in, right? I follow him on social media enough to be like, okay, he's ready. Cool. And then he's like, it's the Fedor card. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so went into that blind. Rap. Just to summarize, completely for those of you listening right now, Kevin's interpretation is, oh, my God, the goat's fighting and Fedor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I should tune into this. Even seeing I saw Lovato post like fighting with one of the you know greatest fighters ever. It was like, oh, you, yeah, you mean Fedor. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, he is. He wins by armbar raft really quick. You already commented his opponent was replaced last minute. And I loved his opponent. His opponent was like, and this is an awesome media thing to me to just immediately turn something that's so clearly a highlight. He, uh, super quick, the guy he fought, and I'm trying to pull up the name, but my Bellator sites keep freezing. The guy he fought was like, I think it's a good thing. I didn't know who I was fighting. It helps me, you know, contemplate results not the person i'm fighting it was like oh god what a great pr turn and what a complete piece of shit statement gerald harris that's who i'm complimenting right now gets submitted extremely quickly by rafael lovato jr yes and you know i mean i would too uh Ditto. We're right there with you, Gerald, especially on short notice. I want to say, I don't think it would help me much if I had like an extra two months, but it'd be nice. I would say, and again, friend of the show, so we're allowed to speak a little more critical. Um, That's actually not a thing, but I would love for it to be a thing where it'd be like, we're trying to book him again, so we have to like, uh, he's testing us to see what we're going to say. Uh, no, one of the things that is funny about Lovato is we clearly are rooting for him and we we hope that good things happen. On the flip side, when he does kind of like a, a jumping attack and ends up on his back, if you are his opponent, you do maybe get a glimmer of hope. And I'm not saying that 
Lovato's going to be bad off his back. Clearly, it worked for him. But you think to yourself, oh, well. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, if I don't, on back. Yeah, if I don't try to pass and I just try to knock this guy out, oh, his jiu-jitsu is really good and I'm fighting a triangle off. Shit. He should have run so far away. The second I would like, that's what my point would be. If I had known two weeks out, which I'm not even sure he had that. What did he have a week, week and a half, six days, Fuck, six days might not be enough. All I'm studying is defensive wrestling. 100% be like, how do I not get in the conflict? It's like, I want Let's pretend he's dead. How do I avoid him? Yeah, that, that would be like where I would start and go. And that was not Gerald Harris's strategy, which is one of those where I would call to question. I wouldn't go anywhere near that fucking guard. Go anywhere near it. Would you? Well, OK. Having um, beautiful outside the cage fighting Rafael Lovato Jr. A lot more fun. A lot more. I'll fun. Say, but having rolled with Lovato, there's not really a ton of great answers. He's so um, tall. And I get it. He's extremely he, tall. People yeah, just do not realize. The tall is a really big problem. It's it's a lot to deal with. And then add on to the fact that um, I don't know that it's really a, a benchmark of success beating me, but there are definitely levels of which you have to acknowledge of people beating the shit out of you. So... The the fact that there was not any effort uh, or energy, or I mean, I, I honestly, I think he was doing a Sudoku in his head when we were rolling. <laughs> From really going back and thinking about the tape, I'll just tell you this much. <laughs> um, yeah, no, when when the guy when he saw that Lovato hit the ground and was on his back, Lovato had a, like a half second of, all right, what do I do? And then realized as the guy was coming in, he didn't have really solid passing to keep his strikes clear. He said, all right, I'm going to pull guard. When I pull guard, you know, Lovato was getting a few good uh, strikes with uh, some punches, peppering that. Even, I think at some point, started landing an elbow. Then secures a beautiful transition into this armbar that I feel that most people would start to roll out if it was somebody else, not a world-class champion. So... The really agonizing part of this for me, Kev, is seeing this poor guy get finished. And Lovato was very uh, complimentary of him going into the week and saying, like, oh, my brother from Oklahoma is coming through to put on a show. Let's do this. But to get finished in a way where I'm sure this guy is like, I've probably even gotten out of here like a thousand times, but I can't move. This armbar is too smooth. I'm done. All right. Well, it was fun. You know what the problem so, is? Like, I've seen that? him fight Jubera a little bit. And that's where it's like having fought Jubera, which is just a yeah. wall of. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. So to see Lovato, it's just like, ah, I'm impressed. I, I mean, to, to get into that cage with him isn't impressive. Yeah, no, and again, I the version that I was doing with Lovato when I rolled with him was like the patty cake version of like him just clowning with me. I don't know what that's really like right. to be in there. And He's the jiu-jitsu versions, I'm sure. Better. 
I would uh, better. It's got to be well, better. I say better, but I think the 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 jujitsu version has to be a much more like no, that's way more terrifying. I guess um, if I'm going to get submitted, I prefer not to get hit in the face with an elbow on the way. I guess, but and it's going to happen either way. So I choose the route. If they showed me the the graphic that was like you start here, and if you choose this direction, you go through a few more steps than if you choose this direction. It's like I guess oh, I choose saying, the gi. I choose the gi. That's the quickest. I route. guess what I'm saying is that guy. He, he's been training for so long in all of the martial arts. You want to say that, yeah, he can hit you with an elbow, but you'd like to foolishly believe that maybe you might hit him with one elbow yourself. Oh, I see what your strategy is. Yeah. Love. You know what I mean? Like That's a true Captain America in the trailer for Infinity War. Matt it's not Sarah a style. Part. Just. Just really see Thanos with a gauntlet in hand captures it holds the gauntlet up looks at him thanos gives him that look like what the fuck are you doing mm-hmm. uh i respect you but really i pity you and then you know that that non-spoiler i just feel <laughs> that is the equivalent of well i mean if i really put all my courage together i might stop it a little sooner well, no, it's still going to get submitted. I guess. Well, whatever. Do we judge on points? Do I get extra points if I make it to the first minute? In Jim Harris, like, I felt like I lost by armbar, but I had an advantage. Does anybody, <laughs> <laughs> does anybody else see it that way? That would have been a good post. We should write these zingers for them. This is their moment. If they only had us backstage, we would do this for everybody. If sure. Everybody walking by was like, hey, do you have like four to six lines that could get me a good presser? We have those lines. Yo. You're going up against Lovato. It's like I felt like I got an advantage maybe before he snuck that armbar in there. People are going to not really erupt, but later, like like the White House correspondents did later, they'll come to your um because of your genius, our genius, of in particular. But we don't need to take credit. Raf, you brought up superhuman strength, and I think that's yes. apropos to, for us to take a quick break. And thank the people that keep the lights on in the podcast. Yay. The people that are like, hey, you know that huge pirate ship you guys haven't rented that has jujitsu mats and a podcasting host base, and that's it? That's all it has? Along with the camera crew attached? Those things were basically like Anaconda with none of the danger. That's our dream. And the wow. people helping us make it happen. Proven nutrition. You can find them right now proven-nutrition.com I am excited because I have core on the way Raph it's uh Kevin needs to recover from surgery fatness season or whatever this season is wait did, did you get in touch with Richie I used the Kev 10 I'm on the no Kevin no <laughs> I was no. gonna pad my stats Oh, shit. No, I'm going to ruin something now. He was supposed to send you some. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. <laughs> this well, is win-win. Well, this is, uh, this is how you know this podcast is produced at expert levels, everybody. Uh, guys, we don't really do an outline anymore. We've just been doing the show for so long. We just keep crushing it oh, in a fast-paced I, manner. That's on me. That's what I, that's me. No, you're fine. Hey, this is still just another excitement ref. This is win-win. Mm. Don't worry. This just adds to my bountiful supply that my girlfriend's going to steal some of anyway. 
That's fair. <laughs> this is more a gift for us if we're just talking about what she said. Oh, they're not. No, it doesn't matter. She was like, oh, you could finally get some testosterone. That one's a joke. That last one was a joke. Uh, that is a good joke. ProvenNutrition.com. Our friends, you want something proven. You want something natural. You want something that's going to make you feel good. It's going to rebuild you. You want something 100%. And this is, to me, they say 100% focused on on nature and recovery. So is their product. They use minimal packaging, biodegradable. you got to go to Proven Nutrition. They're helping us keep our anaconda swamp boat of a dream wow. podcast alive. Rep, we're going to do what Lewis and Clark did for jujitsu. Wow. That's that's what we're going to do, man. So, again, I, I say this so much, guys. And if you love weed, I, like, help us out here. Because my first eyes I heard all of Kevin's description on that last one was weed is a powerful drug. And it essentially just wrote half of that promo. I if I, that am, am I right? You're not wildly wrong, I guess, if okay. that's what you're asking. I'm just, I'm spitballing here. I put thoughts into our sponsors. However, my creative <laughs> juices flow is my business. <laughs> but it's the pirate ship. Like, I had so many different images that were put into my head all at once. And then you had to ruin it all by making it very real and being like, I have something coming my way. And I was like, oh, dope. Did Richie get a hold of you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he didn't. That's fine. Cool. Good story, everybody. I'm hey. so off the grid. It might be me. I was like, I was fevering for a few days. I couldn't remember where I put my keys. Everybody batting down the hatches. Well, Every good story needs a comeback story, and Kevin's got five of them. So, yeah. Well, I can't wait to come back once again for what I feel like is my comeback story official underwear sponsor, NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Ref, I'm also I'm into the compression stuff. You've seen what Steph Curry wears to keep his hamstrings intact. He should wear them on his ankles. I don't know if anyone's told him this. Something with all that compression. I'm in. It, honestly, I know people are like, oh, you just do it so it looks cool, no gi. And that is why we do it. But also, it keeps the legs nice and loose. Keeps the blood flowing. Keeps your knees a little bit more compact. I enjoy the compression uh, based off for someone that's perpetually in recovery. And I, they have a new arrival, NS-200 Men Compression Spats Black. Think about splurging this tax season when the federal government starts repaying it. Uh, look at their section. Get your men's, your women's, your whatever's, your theys, your underwear, NorthSouthJujitsu.com. I also, you know what I'm waiting to see, by the way? Mm. You've got all these, you see North South Jiu-Jitsu, every one of these Jiu-Jitsu tournaments, those photos that creep out, North South Jiu-Jitsu gets that free advertising because that's what the athletes wear. What they mm. Check them out, NorthSouthJujitsu.com. I want to get back to talking about some other things. I want to get to talk. That's fine. About Bellator one ninety eight a little bit more before we drift into California extreme cage fighting. Okay. There was a heavy amount after the Sam Cecilia fight. He, he won, right? I feel like I'm. Where are my notes? After the Sam Cecilia fight. 
Okay, I want to ask you this. How do you feel about the amount of time Bellator spends investing in in-fight hype about this heavyweight tournament they have going on that's going to feature Fedor versus Frank Mir, which is a fight we're going to talk about next? Okay. It's really important to them, Kevin. They're comparing it to, and they won't, and maybe this is like, they're they're really in this era of like, if we just say it, people are going to be like, well, I guess we should write that. They keep being like, where is this win for you in world titles? Now that you're in this matchup to potentially win another <laughs> world title. And you're like, why do they keep saying world title? It's like they have to say it seven times in every question. How did you feel yeah. about the amount of hype? That's what I mean, because I'm getting pretty snarky. Yeah, no, it I, drives I, me I insane. Got that. A little bit. <sighs> all right, here's part two of why I was mad at Kevin. So, Kevin, first of all, uh, while I was enjoying my downtime with my puppy, reminds me to be on top of my shit. And I was like, fuck. Uh. So I get on and I watch the Dylan Danis fight, as a good quasi-journalist does. And then I happened to just go to Kevin because I want to keep conversation going. And I said, hey, what did you think of that fight? And he's like, no, that's fine. Oh, okay, cool. You watching, uh, you watching the rest of the fights? No, I can't take it. What do you mean you can't take it? You're the one that told me. that I didn't hey, say, no, Chuck. I can't take it. That's not what I said. I said I'm flipping. I had already prefaced I was in a channel flipping mode. So I wasn't like – Full on dedicated because I'm not going to miss. Listen, no game six Don't. of whatever series, Thunder Jazz. It's barely May and it's still fucking not even a thing yet, Kevin. It's the first second round of the NBA playoffs now. Second <laughs> round, Rafa Sparza. First second round, and yep. I was in recovery, so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to watch what I want to watch, and what I don't want to watch is that much jail sonnet. Love him. Can't get enough of him. Wait. Mm, getting there. I see him everywhere. And it's like, oh, 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 he's fighting. It's like, holy fucking shit. Who oh, my God. 20 more minutes of jail. Bellator and Chael are deeply together. And I get it. It's a really marketable. It makes sense. It's almost like, holy F. There's this other production that's creeping in the ranks and signing some high level talent and really producing some awesome fights. And then in between, how much. Am I supposed to get hyped for a Matt Mitrioni comeback? <laughs> There's a lot of that old fighter guard. And is this, I, I just think they're missing maybe what's making them great, which is these like jiu-jitsu fighters that they're signing and getting into the crowd. Mm -hmm. But your, your thoughts, do you like the hype? Do you like the interruption to interview them about beating someone's ass later? You're the one that's interrupting me right now. First oh, of sorry. all, I'm trying to tell a story about, our friendship that has a larger theme, Kevin. That you now have to backtrack about Lovato. I still maintain. I said I was flipping. I was like, going you back did, but this isn't your story. This is my story. I it's saw the told Lovato from my point of view. because you said Lovato's up. Thankfully, <laughs> you You're came welcome. back. You I came just, back I on the other point, side. <laughs> I want to point out that, as I said, Kevin, what are your thoughts on this? And you go. I hate it when things go on and on and on 
and spend way too much time obsessing over one little thing. Kev, can I finish my story? Uh, yeah, no. one second. I've got to go on. <laughs> I, a little uh, bit longer. I have seven more minutes point. to do about this and a few about the weather. <laughs> yeah, no. So Kevin went and went to go watch the NBA. I guess that's part of what I feel a little bit. Did you watch um, all of Bellator? Not angry, but like. After that? Yeah, I watched all of it. God damn. Cool. And you know what I do? I multitask. I don't multitask with the NBA because what's my rule, Kevin? Uh, no NBA till the finals? Isn't that just get me there? You tune in in the finals, right? That's your thing? I will casually browse as we go along because I do enjoy it. However, I got shit to do. And we know that we start the NBA playoff scenario every year earlier and earlier. I'm convinced they start in January. And I feel bad because if you don't love the NBA, it just keeps creeping into every aspect of your sports cycle. It's like it is the NFL opening season. What are you doing here? LeBron's fears about the season opener. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I'm with you. And on the other side, it doesn't matter because, Kev, did anything significant change from what was happening on Saturday to what we know happened? I mean, kind (laughs) of. Like what, Kevin? Well, this Philly team gets to test itself against Boston. That's that's really encouraging because I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It was fun against Milwaukee. Did LeBron, we really think LeBron wasn't going to advance? There was a second where LeBron was definitely not going to advance. Indiana, Indiana gave that series away many times um, with a lot of Darren Collison. And frankly, I, I, am, I was a little shocked that it turns out the Pelicans cannot do anything against the Warriors. I, just, I was like, ah, okay, damn it. Damn. Have Steph Curry I just want to remind people. You. The same MMA gods who take away John Salter and Rafael Lovato Jr. And they could be the jiu-jitsu gods. I'm not quite sure. But I'll, I'll chalk it up to the MMA gods for this time. They still gave us an armbar. They did. That's fine. I feel the NBA gods are incapable of having a sentence, nay, a paragraph, appear about the NBA without reference to LeBron. I would ask the internet to prove me wrong, but I will not invite more discussion about King James because it seemed accompanied by every single time you got to hand it to him. For playing basketball, yes, I hand it to him for being good at his job. Congratulations. You are very good, LeBron. I don't care. Wake me when it's getting to the finals. I like this UFC 198 break because, I mean, Fedor Frank Mir is basically, uh, I mean, you could argue Fedor and LeBron have a lot of commonalities, except for the fact that LeBron's amazing and Fedor's been trailing off. But FBI followed it all, Raph, which no one asked him about in the post presser. What? So, okay. Here's essentially what this is uh, so beautiful. It comes out that the FBI was tailing uh, Fedor throughout the week. And 
just when you think, oh, this can't be connected to that one thing, it can be. And it appears that part of the case that the U.S. government has been building, uh, at least in theory, about Trump's relations with the Russians is based in part on affliction. Kids, if you'll remember affliction, I know I do. Do you know why I remember that, Kevin? The amount of bar threats? Well, there was that. But affliction was the promotional equivalent of uh, not even WCW, not ECW. It was just, it's kind of like the XFL. (laughs) Kind of like that. It just appeared for a little while. It had essentially Donald Trump filling the role of a more different Vince McMahon. Mark Cuban was involved. Uh, Fedor was in it. So the whole reason why they say that Trump has Russian friends is that Fedor requires his management, especially at this time, that they be made co-owners of whatever they do. So if they fight remote, they have to own a piece, a good chunk of it. So, yeah, I guess it would make sense. So, yes, in the continuation of that whole PP tape, we are talking, this has some relevancy to all that. Just in the sake that they said, do you have any relationship with the Russians? And Donald Trump has been like, absolutely not. They're like, well, do you know this guy named Fedor? Love Fedor. We're very close. We're very tight. But you would have to do dealings with it. I'm, You know, that just I was never there. James Comey is a liar and everybody knows that. You know, I know everybody knows that. So that's where we're at. But yes, that was part of it. And they did ask him about it. And Kev, the response to this whole shindig about Fedor and the Russians could not have been more hilarious. Would you like to know what was said? I actually would, yeah, because I didn't see the response when I watched his post-presser, so I would love to hear what was going on. I've My apologies never... to the community of journalists. Go ahead. Sorry. It's okay. It's what I'm here. I mean, <clears throat> these are the the kind of responses that it gets. Uh, but this was on MMA Mania, was where I was pretty sure I saw it. This is where, oh, it's a quotation from the Washington Post. It said, the FBI came to the hotel looking to talk to Fedor. And they were very nice. Came in to speak with Fedor for a few minutes. Spoke to me. Very cool, guys. That's really all I can say about it. Again, the FBI did come to the hotel. They found us, knocked on the door. 100% kind of surprised. They were very nice. Very professional. Now, this is what I truly love about any element of collusion. If there's collusion, which there very well probably is. But I love the fact that Fedor, instead of playing the heel, the Russian bad guy, went very much with his team on the, yeah, we talked with the FBI. They brought us an apple pie and we exchanged numbers and we're going to get up for drinks later. Everything's great. Uh, so, so Comey and the whole UFC team, I just, I, <laughs> I just badly, that would only make me happy so I could hear like some of the quotes. It's like Dana White was there. <laughs> So the person who was saying that, because you can tell it was quoted from somebody else, it was Pride FC, Jerry Millen. 
so you were saying, did somebody get asked about it, Kev, right? Yeah. Uh, well, they did ask him about it. This is through MMA Junkie who said, not at all, he said through his translator. Everything was great. Oh. Everything was okay. Everything was good. Now, if everything was truly all of those things, I don't think that's the order they're supposed to be in. I do enjoy the like brief statements where it's like everything is good, everything is great, dude, dude, dude. Everything is just as it's supposed to be. <laughs> we are here to sing a happy song, ah, yeah. Like they just immediately break into a, a well-rehearsed answer, considering they just struggled on uh, what was the trip like out here. But it's it's good. So I just here's why I love this. Uh, this is the, the part of the article I think everybody should be aware of, though. For good measure, Fedor also denied the idea that the FBI considered him a spy with a laugh. Much of the speculation surrounding the FBI is focused on Fedor's ties to Russian President Vladimir Putin, which they're besties, and American President Donald Trump. Putin is a big fight fan and friend of Fedor's. Trump famously... And I mean, we should put that in quotation marks. Represented Affliction Entertainment back in 2009 when Fedor was the company's big star. The promotion COO, Kevin? Hmm. Trump lawyer and fixer Michael Cohen. Are you serious? Who was at the center of the Stormy Daniels cover-up scandal and recently found himself raided by the FBI. So, yeah. Uh, they really started to get into all the things I love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, but here's the thing. There was Damn a it! Kevin. Ah, that, amazing. That just brought up the fact that they said, yeah, they tied it back into affliction. And I thought, man, Josh Barnett brought down them with their steroids case when he was supposed to fight Fedor. And then we thought we were all done with this. And Trump didn't have anything more to do with MMA other than occasionally, you know, having Dana White come suck his balls and whatever. But here's where it gets interesting, guys. Could you imagine? Just stay with me here, conspiracy theorists. What if affliction didn't just bring themselves down, but also Trump? (laughs) We'd all have ourselves to blame. Uh, we would have to spin off a serial version, finally, which we've been wanting to do. That would be amazing. It's like, this yep. is a collect call from Dana fucking White. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. He's going from inside. I got <laughs> uh, Okay. We'll take the call. Uh, but I figured you would enjoy that, Kevin, because nothing says, wow, it's been 10 years, huh? Yeah. Like. Wow, that dude. Happy 10-year anniversary, Affliction. Thanks for leaving your mark yet again outside of just your douchebag T-shirts. If we're also playing uh, Six Degrees of Separation, Kev, uh, my dad used to work for the House of Urban Development. And uh, there's been some fun emailing back and forth where I go, hey, Dad, have you picked up on the Sean Hannity thing? And he's like, now? And I go, you're going to love tomorrow. <laughs> and my dad's just like, ah, that's some bullshit. <laughs> just <laughs> hilariously laughing. And I go, man, this Michael Cohen thing, he's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm. Moving on. I, yeah, the glee. 
I don't know. I guess it would uh, tickle my liberal fantasies more if it didn't really fuck my hobbies so hard. Come on. Leave Fedor alone. Hey, the man wins with uh, unimpressive knockout over. No, I'm kidding. It was very impressive over Frank. Mayer. Was it, though? I mean, it was, it was OK, fun. they're pretty old. They're very old. Here is what was really awkward about this, Kevin. I don't know if you had the same reaction I did, which is I'm watching Fedor. And whenever they use the word, this is the greatest anything like this is the greatest sandwich maker in all of Los Angeles. Really? Actually, how good is their sound? You just touched on something that the greatest showman movie. Mm-hmm. They have that song called this is the greatest show. They're mm-hmm. playing it for dancing with the stars season 97. And it's just like, this is the greatest show. It's like, shut up. It's not the greatest show. It's a show we've seen a lot. So I'm with you here is my point. I don't know that you age appropriately spoke to our audience, but I'm going to act like you did. Cool. Okay. Or I guess, Jen, I don't know. I don't want to get into any of this. I just want to point this out, which is maybe this is just my interpretation of things. I could be 100% wrong, but it looked like part of the way they called that fight was, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's winning. He's winning. Quick, 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 fall. Because there's a moment when you see Fedora look a little rocked and they hit each other with those old people shots that kind of stagger them because they're so big. It might have taken out a lesser person, but Mir can absorb a little bit. And then even when he's getting – a little bit to that point of where he's got the tabletop all four hands or, you know, the four tabletop parts, the arms, the legs are all trying to start to get up, but he's just being overwhelmed and he's not blocking his face. So they call the fight. Uh, I mean, he could have gotten up. He did look a little bit out, (laughs) but to be fair, I don't know if it was more out than it was for him getting into the cage. Your thoughts. You don't get, you don't get to say that when they're this old. You have to just call the fight. He looked out. I don't know. I call it good. I didn't feel like it was very controversial. Those are my thoughts. Again, except for pushing him in there. I thought that was pretty (laughs) fucking controversial as they were like wheeling in Fedor and Frank. I was like, oh, (laughs) damn it. I will say, I don't think that there's something fishy going on. I'm just saying. Do we need to wait another 10 years before we find out Michael Cohen was somehow involved in this whole shindig, too? You say it's far from the truth, but what if, Kevin? What if that is the way we conclude our serial look back at this? Conor McGregor's lawyer, you're not going to believe it when we come back. Um <laughs> I'm with you. This is insanity to me. They could even remotely cross lines. I mean, outside of my, you know, stunning excitement, <laughs> this is devastating news. No, yep. I, mean, I guess. Okay. Anyway, you and I, big fans of most of what Bellator is doing. Okay, so you're good with all the other stuff? You're good with the way it works out? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Uh, we, we should talk about, I guess, the very end part, which you uh, had brought up some stuff which was what was the whole deal with the whole chael and fedor stuff right oh apparently chael was aggressive in the cage because afterwards fedor was like it's uh just his act you know it's what it is yeah 
he went up to them and he was just like, I'm glad that he's going to get the chance to fight me because I'll destroy him and no one's going to have the chance to cheer because I'm going to finish him. Something to that effect. Which, if you are, and I say this as nicely as I can, if you are Fedor, of course anybody has a puncher's chance. But you're definitely laughing it off and going, sell that fight, chill. You do. I'll do the fighting part. I mean, I like your uh, sassy business on the side here. You've got me deeply captivated, and this is why, damn it, I just wish you had been at Bellator 198. I could have really appreciated you in some of these after-reviews, press conferences. Hey, everybody, remember that when you're saying hi to our sponsors, you know what I mean? Just a verbal tap mention right there in the deep pockets. Doesn't matter. Raph, here's what I want to do. Okay. You need to tell me about California Extreme Fighting. They always have our friends from Systems. They always have our friends, you know, one of the 947 people that Casey all said, like, you could be an MMA fighter if I train you. Those. It's true. So hit us with it. This They do good work. I, To your credit, you do a good job making sure these fights are tagged when they come out. Like, hey, this was the fight I was talking about on air a month ago. And they're exquisite. Yes. There's a lot of heart. It's really good. Amateur and not even amateur because it's extremely professional at this point, but like almost what you would consider a little bit more minor league, but a smaller promotion MMA. Hungry fighters. That's well, not just because I have to make weight, but yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, Professionally <laughs> hungry as well. A number of uh, very solid up-and-comer talent and uh, some folks that you might mention. So our good friend, Mike Jasper, who has been on this show, uh, he, he had a really good fight, man. He looked really solid. He had a um, decision win over Justin Baseman. I, you know, I, I, it was good to see him come out, do a shit. I'm so sorry. I forgot. He had a TKO. I'm confusing it with something else, but I definitely know it was Mike Jasper. He had a TKO. It was at, uh, round one of three. It was toward the end of the first round. So my apologies. Um, Jasper's good people. And it's funny to see when he was saying something to the effect of it's been about 360 plus days since he had been back in that cage and he didn't look uh, bad at all. AJ Bryant had a very dominant win, gets a unanimous decision. Good to see him fight, man. It was he's got a lot of tough resolve to him. I like the way how he controls the cage. I like his striking. Um, but more than that, I just like his grit. I've seen him fight before, and uh, it's cool to see. Uh, Jorge, Georgie Garcia, I know I always want to do the Hispanic thing and go Jorge, but let's just be nice. Georgie Garcia uh, has a very, very tough fight against one Chris Beal from The Ultimate Fighter, and uh, they go to decision. He wins the majority, but it was a good fight, very solid performance from both of those fighters here's some props that i have to give because dominic clark is clark is one of our good friends and just a tough guy all around uh he loses his original opponent and then estefan payan comes in and survives a really tough first round to end up getting a tko win over the very formidable dom clark so uh 
that's pretty good to do on only a few days' notice. Uh, I know we're talking about how Lovato over at Bellator had an opponent that signed up at the last minute, but he had six days. His opponent had essentially a day and a half, which got me thinking a lot. That's not uh, – that is uh... – I just there's no way to explain it if you've never even I mean that is just so m- little time to fight a human yeah. being. It is a crate. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're right and I have a huge problem with that which is if you were to ask me to fight at a certain weight right now, I just wouldn't be ready. I'd have to say when do I need to be not fat by? <laughs> that would pretty much be the equivalent of it. So, uh having already that in mind. I love the fact that Estevan took the fight knowing that he also had another series of fights uh, that would be coming up later in the year. I think something as soon as maybe May, June was what he was talking about, which that's when we get into crazy people talk, but ends up taking home a nice shiny belt with that. Elsewhere on the card, David Roberts had a really cool knockout of Raul Mata. Um, first round looked good, looked solid. He's a race car driver. He loves excitement. He looked pretty good at 170. His dreadlocks looked pretty good. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. I, listen, I don't know his business enough. I just saw the dude was wearing dreadlocks and he could sport them. I don't have that long of hair. So dreadlocks to me are just a funny thing to begin with. I want to point this out for two reasons, Kevin. At the beginning of the night, there were two arm bars that happened back to back. And one is from Tigran, Gregorian, and Mark Alavides. Now, when I say that there were two armbar finishes back-to-back, I had a lot of appreciation for both of them in different ways. The first was that you had somebody who didn't even, like, lose an ounce of sweat because it happened 50 seconds into the first round. And uh, they kind of just kind of pushed up against the cage and go, yeah, I'm getting this arm bar. Finish it, not a problem. Uh, for Tigran, it was a little different in that his opponent, Dante Stubbs, a very solid athlete who was doing a lot of the right EBI escape sort of mechanisms to get out of the arm bar. Um, I mean, we've all been there. It sucks. There's not a ton you can do. And you would think that in MMA, maybe it might be a little bit easier. Uh, but Tigran is uh, controlling it. it was very good to see. So very impressed with that. And then at the top of the card, you had uh, Jose Marquin versus uh, John Sarowin and had a first round TKO there. All around, I'll say this to you guys. I've been to that venue before for a CXF, and it was nice to see them uh, make even leaps and bounds from the last time that they were there. We always love supporting them. I know they've got more events coming up very soon. Um I look forward to doing that as well. And uh, we have a few friends that I believe the same uh, company, uh, just a a little different set of uh, folk or ring attire, if you would, or cage, maybe uh, dressing up. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the ring might be dressed up with a different apron. That's all I'm saying. So I believe it's Gladiator Challenge. Is that the one or something like that? I don't know. But there's one coming out on May 19th. We have a host of friends. We got Dima, who's fighting on that one. Ooh. Uh, we've also got Kevin. I don't know how much I really want to get into this, but we have a guy who uh, cheated and beat me to uh, be the finish of uh, WWBJJ Week. Um, Cheater. Milton, 
who super kicked me in the face, Kevin, which Gosh. I think is a very rude thing to do to somebody I after they won the match. I, I'm fairly certain it's a felony. So I, I just would say this. I would say I would root for his opponent maybe more than him. So <laughs> there's that. And that was CXF, guys. Good stuff. Thank you guys very much for uh, having us out. We'll probably be back to the next one. <laughs> you do love them. Constant and avid fan. Uh, what else? Do we need to? We just. we Wow, we've rapid fired. Wow. Well, we crushed 198 with a plethora of pop culture, <laughs> by the way. I'm going to give us a, a quick shout out. Forgoing some other things, we know there was a jiu-jitsu tournament. Um, we know it had something to do uh, with Abu Dhabi, but I did not see it. I just didn't have time. I was told it's a professional. So. Well, we'll uh, we'll rig back to it. You guys look out for those key videos. Tag us. Let us know what we missed. Five stars. Verbal tap. Wherever you can find us. Instagram. Twitter. Facebook, Verbal Tap, MMA, Comedy Podcast, Verbal Tap Cast. Keep us going. Every review helps. If you thought, ah, enough people have reviewed. They have not. You can do something. You can help. You can enjoy. You can have a friend for life. And think about me thinking about you as I posted that mm. Gary episode. Head to the hospital. I was just like, you know what? The fans are going to carry me through this one. And you did. And that's yep. special. And that takes us to some shout outs. Mm-hmm. Raph, as we round third, got some very kind words from the Jubera crew uh, to the Kaiser community, to Victoria, who drove me home, mm-hmm. to the crutches that won't fail me, the delivery food, and a little bit of painkillers, some luck, and some dog love. Those are my shout outs. Well, let's start by doing this. Thank you to everybody at 6F. Again, that was a lot of fun. I love when I get to go watch y'all's stuff. Um, I do have to mention a few things, uh, kind of covering the bases here, because you know it's been about a week and a half, and a lot of things do happen. Um, so I would like to mention maybe the things that Kevin didn't even get to really mention with me before I do my quick shout-outs. And they are as follows, guys. Um I think it's really important that we do talk about this, but Ronda Rousey first shout out goes to her because she recently uh, gave a interview where she said that I believe hearing me speak is a privilege. I agree. You know, here's the fun part. When I read something like that, I just think to myself, Oh man, well, here comes your next set of memes. Like she has inspired the next two years worth of memes just by saying something so silly. And then I guess the other part of my brain thinks, wait, is driving a right or a privilege? I'm not sure anymore because whenever you hear Ronda Rousey say what her thing is, then you figure, is it the opposite? I'm not sure. Um, so there's that. And it's a great segue to our next one, which is Kev, we have blocked our very first person on the, uh, the verbal tab Facebook. Do you know this? No, I didn't. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, I got the we, social media thing about my, I got the insurance memo about the fighting and the travel to Bellator. I didn't get the other stuff. Excellent. Uh, this is just funny. And that we've been doing this for five years. We've blocked zero people on Facebook. Uh, but we had somebody who was again, uh, triggered by Ronda Rousey. They didn't like the word triggered Kevin. 
however, um, is it triggered if you like everybody's status hating her? That chimes in. Doesn't say anything other than in response to this, Kevin. Mark Wahlberg on Ronda Rousey. I don't think she could beat me. Now, here's why this headline is funny. First of all, it lives in the hypothetical world of never going to happen. Second of all, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I disagree. I, I have a very different world. <laughs> Second, Mark Wahlberg is a garbage actor. I know he's been in some good movies. But what? No. Who? Me? Yeah, that guy from The Happening. He's also been in The Departed, and he got an Oscar nomination for that. And you know what? A coat hanger could have gotten an Oscar nomination in that movie. That's how good it is. So, yeah, sure. I understand it. He is somebody who's been in some movies that you like. Putting him in context against Ronda Rousey, it just is really strange. So then you put Mark Wahlberg, the guy who uh, looks and says, uh, to see my fighting ability, all you have to do is remember I was in the movie called The Fighter. Yeah. You see that? So I say to myself, all right, Marky Mark, this is just funny. So the joke we put up is he couldn't pass a juice test if he failed or if he tried. And we're really just making fun of the fact that Mark Wahlberg and Ronda Rousey, like he's in obviously good shape, but this match will never happen. So we're good here. No, I think so. And we had somebody who chimed in and goes, you know what? I have to say I used to like Ronda Rousey, but then she opened up her mouth and then she was just a bitch essentially is what they're saying, which is some interesting phrasing because again, and I bring this up, but I do want to remind folks of this. It's fine not to like her. It's fine not to enjoy her in WWE, but I just invite you guys to really think what has she done to you personally? The reason why I think it's funny when she says something stupid and says, hearing me speak is a privilege. I think, well, let's all make fun of that. But then we get some moron who comes out here and is just like, you know, it's just the way she carries herself. And the one time she didn't shake a hand and, you know, she's a. Mm. So anyway, to the person who wrote that, we're sorry. You're never going to see anything else on the verbal tap page. You're going to miss lots of really shitty memes. Uh, you're going to miss a lot of untrue uh, news items that. MMA Imports decides that they're going to write this week. I mean, Kev, they may not know that Dylan Dennis co-owns Bellator now. How are they supposed to keep up with the news? <laughs> I guess what I'm saying to you guys is this. To our Verbal Tap Nation, have we ever established what the people are in our side of the world? What do you mean? Like, what do we, like, you know... Nation versus, ESPN like... ESPN uh, Nation, or... Oh, I, yeah. No, we haven't, but we'll have to think about that, because I don't want to get hasty about such an important community that we've fostered Absolutely. Here. And I want to say this as a commitment to you guys. We've only been one person in five years. And if you really take a look at some that's of our... Threads, bad. That's not bad. That really I mean, is. I'm not saying we won't. I'm just saying, for the most part, nobody made that little of sense. Uh... Which, again, remarkable. But I guess what I'm saying is, Verbal Tap fans, friends, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, Shoutouts go as follows. Valley Martial Arts Center. Feedback! It was a good train there the other night. Uh, went to an open mat. 
and uh, had some good trains there on the Sunday. Enjoyed and appreciated that, so that was fun. I want to give a shout out to the Los Angeles Jiu Jitsu Club. We held some Secret Wars training there on Sunday, which was a blast. And uh, got to see some folks, including my my nemesis Milton from Tenth Planet. Which, you know, Kev, we'll get into a little bit more. I'm just saying, I think he's stuck in me. So I'll talk beef. about that. It was our beef. It was a real beef. And you know, the hard part is he puts me in a weird spot because I can't really attack attack him when he's getting ready for a fight. That's just rude. It is rude. So I think it's not fair. Anyway. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, classes 8 a.m. over there, and then Tuesday, Thursday, uh, 11.30. Our shout-out goes to uh, Joey House, who is putting on some... Uh, ice bath breath- seminars. Some ice baths. Uh, it looks terrifying, but uh, I know that the people who went seem to have a good time. So if you guys are interested in that sort of stuff, definitely get in touch with him. I know Joey's not the smartest person in the world, but, you know, there are worse... Does that work as a compliment, Kevin? That definitely does. Excellent. All right. And I think it's going to do it for me. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is